3: They might talk about humor, music, film, books, football, and box sets, exercise, and maybe even food. Trivia and sport, politics and health, sometimes well being too. Of the life with Brian. Of the life with Brian.
1: Hello and welcome one and all to Life with Brian, the Brian McClare podcast, after a very short summer break, during which we've recharged our batteries ready for the season ahead. Mark here, doing the basic admin work with my co-host Matthew. Are you well, Matthew?
2: Very well, thanks Mark. Good to be back.
1: And the show wouldn't be what it is without Brian now, would it? Chucky, what have you been up to over the summer? Because you've been very much playing up to your terrace chant of being here, there and every fucking where.
0: Well, yeah, once again, I had a little, uh, nice little uh, weekend in the Republic of Ireland, where I was uh, had the pleasure of wandering around a golf course, uh, I know that Robert's a big uh, fan of golf, I mean, I can I, 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 I hit it properly, uh, it sometimes goes in the direction of the pin, but that wasn't very often, uh, but I had the pleasure of watching David May shoot uh, an incredible one over par on a very tough course, and called Druids Glen, I don't know if you played there Robert, you know, but it's a beautiful course, uh, but it was a lovely day, lovely weather then with we a, we a charity game uh, on Saturday, which I think went uh, down very well
2: Talking of golf, the last time I saw you Brian was at the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool in Heswell and uh, you were getting chastised for bringing... Uh bacon sandwiches out from the VIP tent to us <laughs> poor mortals out on the uh on the course but much appreciated hope you didn't get in too much trouble Well, yeah
0: you know I, I, I did ask the guy later on that uh after I'd been given mildly chastised for that if I could take a tray of lager out and he <laughs> said mm, no maybe not I said what if I take them out one at a time aye that'll be okay yeah he's fine was from Glasgow as well this lad Robert you know the bouncer on the, the door was from Glasgow <laughs> I see he's, he's kind of laughing at me you know but, well, if I you don't think bring, he recognised me, so... If
2: you did bring the beers out, you didn't give them to us. It must
0: have been <laughs> us. <laughs> actually, uh, I did bring some beers out, but they were uh, I, I drank them myself. <laughs> I'll let you off.
1: Okay, right. As usual, we've got a guest with us. Uh, he's most known as guitarist and songwriter with seminal Scottish indie band The Bluebells, although he's collaborated with a host of other well-known acts. And being a Celtic fan of a certain age, not content with having seen Chucky bag a large number of his 126 goals in the hoops during the 1980s, he once had McClare dress up as one half of Wham! for a magazine (laughs) cover in his Glasgow flat. Uh, It's a big welcome to Robert Hodgins, a.k.a. Bobby Bluebell. Firstly, Bobby, how's it going? And secondly, care to explain how you managed to get Chucky to go public as George Michael?
3: (laughs) Uh, that was a good question, but it's actually in this part it came up, him and Paul McStay. Uh, I think what happened was I was just writing for a magazine called Cut and then um, I met Paul a few times and obviously Brian was a big star there at the time and they just looked like two guys that should be in a band, you know, and they, they both had kind of like um, musical interests. You know, Paul was at school with two of the Bluebells and Brian was probably in all of that time, so I don't Gala. I can gather. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but they came up and uh, it was a great day actually to tell you to because I was I'm always very thrilled to meet football players because I think I, I love football but um, they were just very very forthcoming about their, about their opinions. I mean I don't know a lot of footballers who aren't intelligent but they, but, they, but Paul and Brian came across as being very intelligent very aware of what was happening because uh, I always thought that the music business and the football business were very similar you know young boys gambling on their careers really because they uh, I think the ratio of people making it in the music business and the people world are very, very short. You know, I think maybe, obviously, one in a thousand people are going to make it, probably even more, Brian, eh? But uh, I just think that you, that, that you take the gamble. You realize that your education isn't going to probably finish. You, you, you might be employed as a footballer, but I mean, anything can happen. You could get injured. You could get dropped. You know, other players come along and the music business is very similar. You know, you, you, it's all very dependent on results. Either you write a hit song or you don't have a music career. And in football, I guess you either win or you don't have a football career, you know? So, so I guess it's, it's the same thing.
2: So did it take much persuasion? I mean, how did you pitch it to the guys that you, you going to address them? It was a fucking con.
3: <laughs> Let's yeah.
2: get both sides of the story.
3: Then. I mean, told this? <laughs> yeah, well, I think Paul was definitely going to do it. And I think Brian just thought if the leader was going to do it, if the maestro was going to do it, then I better do it as well, you know. But, uh, I mean, Brian looks very different now, you know. Back then, he was he was like a very, um, a uh, what would you say? He looked like looked like a young guy in a band, man. So, what else can you say, you know?
2: Yeah, come on, Brian. What well, you defend
0: yourself then, well, you I can't defend myself. Well, the, the pictures are all over the place that you've seen. What yeah. Was, was it, you know, he said just, it was a car so told he asked us to bring a leather jacket. And uh, <laughs> I think I've had a heart. I think the heart's mine as well. And yeah. Paul, I don't know, it's because Paul's next name is The Heart, you know. So But don't forget, I, I, didn't I, do,
3: I, I, did, I just wrote the story. What What are you getting used no,
0: to? No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, But I mean, like, but, uh, I don't know if the might have told this story or not, but there's two different things. The reason I've still got this. I've still got it I okay. went up the loft and got it found it because I knew I've still it. got it too yeah. because I'd moved recently I knew it was lying about my dad used to get everything I was in and uh, that was one of the things that he, he, he I might have bought it and let him see it you know because it was it, I've just been reading some stuff there I was, I was obviously uh, very um, opinionated then I mean I kind of stopped voicing my opinion because I kept getting stitched up by headlines all the time but uh, and the other kind of time around about that was the um the Sunday Sport got launched round about the same time, Bobby, and John Greg got the job as the this the sports editor of the the, uh, the Sport on Sunday, but nobody had any idea what this paper was going to be. It was very, very secretive about it. So John had got this thing and he uh contacted me to see if I would be interested in doing it. I thought, well, John Greg, Legend of Rangers, he can't really be turning down the chance to have a chat with John Gregg about football. And I told my dad, you know, I've done this, there's a new sports paper coming out, you know, like the Italian Corriere della Sport and um French ones and all that and Spanish papers and all this kind of thing. And they said, look, uh you do you can go and get it on Sunday, you know. So it comes out, and I still hadn't seen it, and, and I went. We used to go round to you know, my mum and dad's for for lunch on Sunday. They came round, and he, my dad's incandescent, didn't they? And I'm going, what was? You told me to get this, and he didn't really swear, to my dad. He's going, you get me the bloody hell, Jesus Mary Joji. What the, what the hell's this all about? And he, and I was like, oh my God, what is that? And I was like, oh, and I didn't know anything about it. I promise, I didn't know anything. I nobody mentioned it, about it. And John Gregg resigned when he saw it come out. As well, because he didn't know anything about it, and he was actually employed by them. So, I don't, I don't still don't have the copy of the Sunday sport, you know. Mm. I would have the, sort of, you know. oh, they went straight in the bin, Robert, you know, straight after he I showed me that, and he'd, he'd agreed. <laughs> I'd like to see what I'd said in that, but oh, it was just so embarrassing, really, you know.
2: So, so you uh, you but you trusted uh, Robert obviously to not stitch you up on this, this occasion. But, uh, what but
0: it I there was scat knowledge about what it was because we ended up being there all day, really. You know? Yeah. So we bring along. It was a really good day, I
3: remember.
0: I was did, yeah, we yeah. did. It was just like a, it was a nice day.
2: Did
3: you know, like you were
2: wearing makeup, or is that just the quality of the.
0: Brand? I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't remember. Oh, I know, you know there was, there was totally more people. Kind of, there was more people just. Yeah, in, uh, there was
3: photographers there and all that kind of stuff and, and uh, all that kind of gear going on at the time. Yeah, but it was. And obviously, some of my family were there as well, you know. But. Um, but uh, there was no makeup involved in it, and, and also a lot, a lot of the things that we didn't really do the interview. Then didn't we? We, we did more or less just the photos and just talked, and then uh, I think that the interview was more was more of the conversation that me and Paul and Brian had over a couple of days. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, then, uh, uh, and, and and it's funny because like um, I mean Pat, uh, Pat and Evans always thought of as being the kind of music buff in in the in the football world, I guess you know. But I, I thought uh, the Paul and Brian had very good knowledge of music. Had. <laughs> well, yeah, no, well, I, I saw you recently and you still got that
0: knowledge of music. Oh, yeah. No. The, uh, let's talk about yesterday.
3: Yeah.
2: This this is Two, the, for listeners, this is the day after. Uh, yeah. I've got to get get one more to way. Yeah. I'm going to say that, but right? I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm getting
0: yeah. half decent allowing people who have no idea what we're doing to, to say. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Rangers versus Celtic yesterday. Two yeah. things. Um, what did you think about the game? And the thing that that, that, that I'm bemused and befuddled by, and I, I know that you you've lived in Glasgow all your, all yeah. your life. By that that period of time, you're in London. Is uh, right. So you wanted to talk about the game and what you thought about the performance and any particular players. But also, uh, as I say, the thing that I'm mystified by is why supporters of the the same team after the game would fight with each other in the stands.
3: Yeah, I, I can't get that either. I mean. It, it, Glass was a strange place, as, as you, you know, Brian, but maybe the guys don't realise. But yesterday we watched it in, in tenants, and there was Rangers fans there and there Celtic fans there.
0: Ah, and that, because yeah, the last time well, I, I was in, that was exactly you know? the same, like, eight,
3: eight yeah. Before the game, I wishing each other a lot. My father was a big Rangers supporter, you know. Uh, I, I mean, the Blue Bills is, kind of like, seen, to be kind of Camp Blue Bills, and we didn't realise at the time, we, we, we weren't thinking of football at all, but, but. I, I, we don't buy into that. I, I don't want to buy into that uh, stuff. I, I, I don't care if someone's bigoted. That's that's their problem. Do you know what I mean? Right? Because the whole world's bigoted in some way or another. You know, I, there's, there's always there's always an opposing point of view, or someone just doesn't like you. You know, and if, if it's and it's it, it, it could be specky, red hair. It could be skinny, fat, big ears, Catholic, Protestant, Jewish. It, it, it's, I think it's more painful for the person who's bigoted, to be honest, you know, that they're, they're closing so many doors on themselves, you know, that, it, I mean, but football is a good example of football players, like right? I was playing golf for this football player one time, and he'd had a, a bargy, argy Bargy in the picture with a Rangers player, and I said to him, well, so what, what do you think about that today? And he goes, I could be in that guy's team next week. I could be his manager next week. He says, we don't think about it at all. It's, ju- it's just, it's gone. Do you mean like, you know, because they, basically this is a job, you know, football is, as we know, it's only in the last few months. Money's, money's a big driver now, Brian, I don't know if it was in, 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 your, in your day, you know, but especially in the music business and especially in football, it, it seems to be a lot of talk about how much people are getting paid. We never knew that before. I, I do not I have a clue what you got paid back then. I wasn't interested, I mean, you were interested in what I was getting getting paid. We were just, we were just enjoying life, yeah. you know, we, yeah. we, we were just living it, you know, you know, the bills were getting paid, the things that you were doing. Now now it seems to be the structures in place where everything, I don't care how much that guy cost yesterday. Do you mean Danilo, whoever he is, it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't care how much, you know, uh, that you're going to have to pay Matt Riley to stay. But this seems to be the conversation people have in pubs now, you know, <laughs> before it was never, I can't remember anyone talking about people's wages or, you know, Whoa. contract lengths, you know.
0: Well, that's I mean, it's a really. I mean, I looked. I had a look at a couple of things in the Scottish papers, just while well, I was doing some research as well. And the, and they're saying things like you're that you're on about now. They, they're on about. They're basically saying in so the, the opinion, and these are the people who have been writing in papers for a long, long time. They're not. They're not newbies. That after um, four games, four league games, then that there's there's certain players for. Uh, Rangers, who, whose careers are already over. And, Is it? My God, you know that's that. I mean, that would be. T- I'm trying to think back to. When I played that, and particularly when I went to Man United, it was yeah. a two games a and that goal. That. You'd have been,
2: you'd have been out the door. Four, yeah, four
0: goal, four games or something before I scored the goal. you, know, you uh, be, Three, three league completely. games, three league games, it's three league games. Yeah, But now they're they're actually saying that you know using um, Tombstones is a, is a, an analogy for these football players. You know that they that, that are, that are clearly not good enough after one old firm game. And okay, they've they've lost two of those games. But uh, if you'd watched them, um, I don't know if you were at the game having your steak and prawn sandwiches last Saturday, Bobby against St. Johnston, well, but, yeah,
3: but, but
0: I'm a bit <laughs> but that was. Um, but that was, you know, after watching that game, you weren't going into the game yesterday full of confidence, you know. So what did you think about the performance? Bobby?
3: Yesterday I thought it was great. I mean, it, it, it's interesting because, uh, you know, obviously Ben and Rodgers is a good manager, right? I'm lucky to be friends with a couple of managers too. And, like, they've got no doubt that they know, that like, you know, what the processes involved you know? I mean, right, you know, how each game, each, each team you play against, Different things happen. Also, I think what, like you mentioned, golf, right? well, What's got a lot to do with Celtic so has scored three or four goals. We just could kind have of got away with our foul yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 it so You're you, you you
0: saying it's bad. definitely a fail?
3: Oh, absolutely. 100% a fail, man. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> I mean, but there isn't. But also, I mean, you're missing out the fact that, like, uh, there should be penalties for, for, eh, uh, getting absolutely shoved around in the box twice. You know what I mean? Like the balls in play, you know? You can't just throw players down to the ground. You know, it doesn't matter if the ball's these them or not. You can't, you can't do it. But it doesn't matter. We played better than Rangers. They're a, they a better team. It doesn't mean we're a, we're a finished article. Or Rangers are a terrible team. You know, it, it was a good old firm game. It, it could have went either way, right? I did, if, you know, the, the first goal was offside, obviously, right? But it hadn't been offside, they scored an early goal. You don't know what would have happened in that game, but, but John's the, the main point for me were people like John Scales. I thought Joe Hart had a really good game, obviously McGregor. You know, all the players, all the players needed to come through, he came through for us, you know, and, and for Rangers, I don't think so much.
2: Something I just picked up on there, you, Robert, you said your dad was a big. Rangers fan, yeah. does, does that mean you were almost tempted to jo- join the dark side? How did that ha- come oh, about?
3: My, my, first, my, my dad was from Govan, so the first game I went to was actually a Rangers game against Hamilton, the Cup at But I went to a Catholic school, and, you know, I, my dad was smart enough to realise that if I was going to hang about with my pals, we weren't going to hang about going to see Rangers, you know what I mean? My dad married a Catholic, Italian Catholic, and the, it was, I mean, I, it may be romanticising it, but I, I don't think it was anything like what it was now there was no one wore football strips or tops. People went to football matches and with their clothes on, do you know what I mean? Afford it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right? You know, yeah, they didn't. And also afterwards, I mean Glasgow's a very mixed city. You, you can't really go I mean, there now seems to be Catholic pubs and Rangers pubs. Well I do I I I I don't really remember that. Maybe I'm maybe i I'm lost in the midst of time somewhere, but it, it, it does strike a chord with me. I mean I remember when Celtic won a European Cup they came past our house. They players were the West on the bus. All my neighbours were out on the street, you know, cheering the bus down. And then when Ibrox disaster happened, my dad was at that game, and we lived very close to the ground. The whole community was affected by that. It wasn't like you know, it was it was it was such. I mean, also Brian knows, don't you, Brian? Better. I mean, the players go to each other's funerals. regions, Celtic players are friends, you know. The Celtic's best players were Protestants. Follow at one point, you know, and the manager was. I the, most of the Rangers team they were Catholic I mean even when they want to admit it it is they are so I mean the, 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 the lines are so blurred in reality but, but in this kind of myth-making world they're really the, the separation is is supposed to be intense well I watch games for with, with, with Rangers fans you know and, and, and St Johnson fans and however we don't we don't buy any of it so I, I just hope I hope there's more people like us out there yeah, the, um, I
0: believe you were at a game at Ibrox where they were singing about you. Yeah, my, my, I went yeah, to, my, with, your dad, uh, with your dad. With your dad, is that is that right?
3: Martin Bain was, Mark, Mark was the, the CEO there, and he invited my dad down because he knew he was a Rangers fan. And you know, it was under obviously some sort of light like, ruse, which I found out later on. But uh, he invited us down. It was against Aberdeen. He took my dad to meet this Trevor Woodburn, who was still alive and my dad's favourite player, the guy who was banned for life is my dad's favourite player. Dying for violent conduct. I <laughs> mean like it just says a lot about my dad, by the way, right? But uh, so my dad gets dressed up; he's got his Crombie on and the whole thing. He's certain time we got to Ibrox and, and um, run the trophy room and we have dinner with the board and all that sort of stuff. We run the, the director's box; it's what's Smith and Angel and all that. Watch the game. Rangers, of course, are getting beat by Aberdeen, unfortunately. And then uh, half time, as we're about to leave to go downstairs overcomes the tannoy, saying, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's part of the majors anti-bigotry campaign. We've invited the other cell to support Bobby Bluebell and his father to the to the game today. And immediately it's who's opinion in the box starts getting round, right, you know. And then Bobby Bluebell you're a wanker, right? And my dad stands up and starts going to people inside, no, he's not a wanker, he's not, stop it. Like, you know, like all you kind know, of protective. If she goes, get your coat, we're leaving so we can make downstairs to the director's board, I mean to the to the boardroom. He goes to the, the waitress, bring us the bill we're leaving she goes Mr Hodgins there's no bill you're the guest of the club and he goes bring us two whiskeys <laughs> 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 and we got back upstairs to the box where I sat all the second half getting abused and then uh, but in a funny way don't, trust me when I say abused I knew I knew if it had been the other way around at Parkhead then Murray just found would have got the same thing you know but at the end of it and they come and say, it's like, it's better if you leave the ground. and <laughs> <I don't> you <laughs> He got escorted out. <laughs> but it's funny, because yesterday, Neil, Neil was doing the commentary, Neil Lennon was doing the commentary at Celtic, and I was just saying to him beforehand, how are you going to get out of here? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You He know? could have been there for hours, but he might actually still be there. <laughs> you never got, did you
2: get any, I'm sure I've asked you this before, maybe you haven't, did you get any hairy moments, Brian, did you ever have anything, you know, you ever chased out of a restaurant or, uh, Well, no, no, not just not, for not
0: paying that, the bill, but, I mean. But, but it's similar, Ken, I, I, we, we all went, um we, we when, when I, the first year that I was at United, that season 87, we went back for an old firm game, there was about 11 of us went to the game, next year, you know, different Players and Gordon gotten played played then for Aberdeen, and you had uh, Paul McGrath, who's Republic of Ireland player. Me, but there was some other ones as well uh, who I think we went along. One of my neighbour used to be Derek Parlane, who would played for Rangers, uh, and so so there was a few who had tickets for the Rangers part of it. And in those days, it, it was a Celtic part of it. It's not. I know we were in the main stand. I think were in the main stand, but uh, I got I got challenged in the boardroom after or by some you know, idiot really you know yeah just I think it's Celtic the Rangers they hadn't won the game I kind not know I Celtic had won yeah, I think Celtic did win and just got challenged by somebody it was what are you doing here you know you shouldn't be allowed in this and now you I thought, well, why you know why not really you know so um, the only the, oh, well there was one hairy moment when I was uh, sense of Reputational, rather than um, anything. Um, uh, well, those two things happened. We, we were we whenever we united. There was a lad who used to do the security. Um, who always claimed he was in the SAS. Robert, you know, we used to take the piece out of him. <laughs> going, fucking. Why? Why would? Why would anybody tell he he'd been in the SAS? You know, like you know, because of secret sort of.
3: Exactly. Anyway,
0: we, we got he took us to the SAS place in Hereford. <laughs> and we went there and to this, place, and it was, there was a I what an island. Place. The, it, this, it was like the thing that struck me was the number of Scots that were there and the number of, of non English really that were there. You know, there were Scots, Irish, Welsh, and there were some, some English people there, but we had been invited in the evening to the officer's mess for dinner. So we went to the officer's mess, and at the bar, two guys asked me about. We're, we're two there, two the SAS lads who are Scottish lads, clearly Rangers supporters. Um, what I felt about the political situation in Northern Ireland. And I'm like, why, oh, why are you asking me this about the, and, and somebody must have overheard them and kind of took them away. So then there was no other conversation, but the benefit of that, I'm sitting thinking, I'm going to see these bumping into these guys later on because everybody's getting pissed, right? Because that's what they do, you know, because that's a, thing off and get pissed and then uh the there was just this alarm went off and they all fucked off. All of them got up and went. And uh, all that was left was the was the women and us. Uh they're, they're mainly ex wives, right? Because <laughs> and then they were ch- mm. ch- chanting to them about what it was like to be married to these to these guys, you know. And I said, why where are they all gone? He says, how oh, they've been called out. And and they just go. They go. They get. out, uh, They go. They go and get the kit. And they're, they're, wherever whatever they go, wherever oh. they have to go, they, they, they were away. So that was. Uh, I was very relieved. <laughs> there was... Did you did you notice it in, in Manchester? Were you aware
3: of a, a, a big division in Manchester between football fans when you when you were playing there?
0: No, no. no <laughs> it's not. It's not. And there's nothing. There's nothing. Li- I mean, there's. I've, I've been in different parts of the world, and there are um situations where you have to. Uh, There's a there's a a ground uh, in two grounds sorry in uh, in Buenos Aires that uh, families still support one of the two different teams and they have to walk a different way to the game depending on which stadium the derby game is on and it's as close as they are or or as they are probably in in Dundee but it's just that day yeah you know it's just that it's just that day the next day that are you know brothers. I, I, I remember like, goes, the next but, day they're all fine, you know, but...
3: but what do you think about not having any away fans at, at
0: the games then, isn't it? Just- oh, no, I think it's rubbish because I was just saying to somebody the other day that, that well, it's for both sides. I said, whether it's at Ibrox or whether it's at Celtic Park, the fact that you've got these huge things creating the atmosphere um, so uh, was, was was great. I mean, because of the, the influence of... Um, uh, the media now, particularly the broadcast media, television, the games are always on nearly always at 12 o'clock. But the best atmosphere I had been at a game, I, uh, not that no, I wasn't playing as a supporter, was uh, the game, the Old Firm midweek game, where there was the, the like under the lights. I thought that that, that yeah. atmosphere was incredible. And it's generated by both sides. So yesterday, when Celtic score, there's nothing, you know, and I know in some way that it might be. Pleasing, but there's no no noise at all. <laughs> a, you know, apart from maybe you know, the Celtic bench getting up, you know, and, yeah. I, I, and it and it and if football's about being being brave about playing in places like this where where there is a an intensity of rivalry, whether it's Anfield, Highbrox, uh Elland Road, uh, Main Road, Highbury, it's about being able to go there and and beat the crowd as well as trying to beat the opposition you know It must be on the only country in
3: something... eh? on the country world where opposing fans are actually banned from going
0: to another stop from going to another no oh, there is in South South, South America you see it about all the time
3: really that opposing fans can't go to the games Ireland.
0: Yeah, yeah ah, it's like somewhere like um, um, in Argentina in particular there's there's games and then they've done it recently in the last 10 years um uh, Feyenoord can't go to Ajax, and Ajax can't go to Feyenoord either. You're listening to Life with Brian.
1: I'm just waiting for Sparky to do his own podcast, but this one came along <laughs> first. So, shock <laughs> you, back me up on this. Anything deep fried tastes great.
3: <laughs> it was uh, Robbie Williams, and he's like, Dominic, you survived the nineties as well. How did we do it?
0: Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Yeah, uh, we can't really talk to you, Robert, and not mention Young at Heart. Um, yeah. The the Bluebells version is so distinctive and popular, but it, it was only in prepping for this episode that I actually heard the original recording by Banana Rama for the first yeah. time, which is which is very very different. Um, I would say that it's got a quite a teeny bopper Motown
3: feel. Yeah, well, um, we first did it. We did it. We did it that way. The Bluebells for a long huh? time. Northern Soul thing I did it me and Siobhan did it together we were both Northern Soul fans and then it was it, it was it, I did write it for Brian Allen but you know the intention of them doing it but um, I was very disappointed so Siobhan actually too with, with the actual recording that Jolly and Swain did and we were on the same record label and then we we stopped doing it live that way after they brought that out and we started messing about with doing it like a sort of Bob Dylan uh, you know a, a what you kind of vibe you know kind of like a a shuffle, <laughs> and then uh, the, the record company guy was a guy called Roger Ames, and he just put out Dexies out, and it'd be number one, and he could, he, he could hear sort of similarities between Young at Heart and, and, and the Dexies coming on Island. so he really encouraged us to go and record it that way, which we did up in the islands. and And we had a, we're going to have a fiddle on it, because there's a record we really like called uh, Jiggy Jig by East of Eden. it's a famous kind of Scottish r- chart record in the 70s, so we had the fiddle on it, and once he heard it, he just decided to bring it as a single, and it got to in the top ten in '84. And it was just—they are very they're, they're the same song. All songs can be done in any any kind of fashion, you know. What "Young at Heart" and i One lacks is the is the chorus we were singing. We sang the "Young," yeah, they don't have that anywhere in, in in the song, you know. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that uh, Johnny Swain didn't want that bit in it, which I don't don't get to this day, you know. But um, but yeah, we did it, we did the song with them. Together, a, a Gary Crowley thing in London, you know, we played it and they sang on it and we played our version and they sang on it. I, I still think some along the line, that would be a smash if they just did it, if we did it together, you know, with them singing the, the, uh, the way we, we played with them at Edinburgh Castle two years back. And we played with Shakespeare's sister as well, I think. And then um, this, you know, they're great girls. I mean, I mean. I think like I said, she wanted them into a fantastic songwriter, you know, and and so did so did Sarah and Karen Karen too. But I think they're much underrated that band, you know, a bit like ourselves. So I think a lot of um I think music seems to get you know, like people notice how good it is at the time, I'm talking more about Batman and us, and then years later they realize how how much apart how how good that music is. People might be the same thing. I think people don't realize right. art players
0: how good they were when they were actually playing. Paul McStay, I'd say, is a perfect example of that. No, that have played the same thing. I, I agree with that. Yeah, there is. But I think a lot of that's down to because of what product has been in that period since then, isn't it? I mean, you go, yeah. oh, this is anodyne fish, you know, and yeah. you do, oh, by the way, I didn't really realise how good that was. Just well, a piece of trivia for you. He wasn't
3: was even Oh, in
0: yeah, I, 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 yeah. Um, Hang on, my oldest child is called Siobhan because of Siobhan. Oh, very good, very great. That's great. I have to tell it. It, it was the first time that I'd seen the name, and I, wow. and then I was like, "Why well, these what kind of names that?" You know, because it, it she would say, "Oh, Siobhan, and blah and then you saw it written down. I'm like, oh, how yeah, that? How still, that? how's that? How's <laughs> All the way through, all the, all the way through, my, maybe like yourself as well, but all the way through my life, I've had to spell Maclear Right. Yes. from the moment I went into primary school all the way through my life it's M C C L A I R it's a tedious process. And so then being her being the firstborn and being McClare I thought, well, she might as well spell her Christian name as well as her surname that she's going to have to have to <laughs> do. <That's> so <laughs> and it's also, Siobhan. So that's so people uh, nice say name. it's not still not very not very popular name in, in England and that so lots of people go Siobhan, and then you write it and go. How, how's that? How's that, Siobhan? It was <laughs> I like your name, you know. So
1: So around that so, time, Robert, uh, you were um you were actually Shavon, uh-huh. Siobhan he was your girlfriend, wasn't she? I mean, yeah. um how was it sort of being part <laughs> of this pop power couple and and of course hanging around with all these other cool kids of the eighties who were in that in that scene, you know, did, did did you make a lot of good friends or was was yeah. there a lot of sort of edgy characters who were always looking at you with a side eye, you know, always a little bit envious or, or a little bit jealous of each other's success.
3: Not that I noticed. I mean, I I had I had never actually spent overnight with a girl before. Right to tell you the truth, service. All of a sudden, I'd left home, moved down, and lived in a house with Siobhan and Sarah and Karen, their two boyfriends. It was a real culture shock, you know. And then going from being in the Rock Garden to being in the White Club, you know, in the Mud Club, and you know, and hanging about with bona fide, hop stars. First time I went to Top of the Pots was actually with Siobhan and Brian and and, and, and then. I'm all in the charts with Captain Sensible with Happy Talk. And I remember just feeling euphoric because it was like, I loved that song, you know. I just thought everything you wanted in your life was kind of there at one at one moment, you know. And, and it was, um, yeah, it was, it was really inspiring, you know. And But again, you're going from hanging about with, you know, pop stars like Glasgow, great pop stars like Edwin and Claire to Kevin Rowland and Paul Weathers and people like that, you know. And so there was... it. It, 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 it's the same that I guess again going back to the football analogy prime, they've Celtic and all of a sudden he's hanging about you know Manchester United I mean it's a whole different step up no offence to Celtic but the glad, Manchester United are probably one of the most glamorous clubs in the world if not the most glamorous club in the world so you know it taking the ball out you, you, you adapt or you die as they say you know and I was very good at adapting and then years later when I was working with our, our then husband Dave, Dave Stewart he was taking me around the world, and it was—it was a very much a similar situation. You've been LA or whether you would be working, you just had to go on with it. You couldn't really, you know, it was if you hesitate for a second, as has mentioned about football too, someone else could on the pitch and takes your place, don't they? You know, so you've got—you've got to kick. Your well, goods and you know you, yeah, oh, I can't be shy, you know.
0: Yeah, talking about attempting to take your place, did uh, John Taylor, Duran Duran not attempt? Yeah, to take it, your place.
3: It, 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 He's like, Yeah, I don't know why he was taking piss to this day, man, or He was being serious. He just kept asking me if she had a boyfriend, and I kept saying, Yeah, I'm her boyfriend. And he just ignored me, going, nah. i find out she's got a boyfriend. I'm going, Yeah, I'm her boyfriend. I mean, just for about an hour, you know, like, and then, uh,
0: but do you not think it's saying, All right, they'll finish the story on you. Go, yeah. Well,
3: I think it's quite a good wind up, but then if he kept saying things like, uh, you know, like, oh, she's leaving now. I goes, I goes, yeah, I know, we're leaving. Who do you know she's going with? I'm going, yeah, she's going with me. We're leaving together. Like, it was like, you know, I met him years later, and he had no idea. what. Like, I think he was like, he's trolling, man. But it, it was funny, but again, it. it
0: did they not go and it, up and ask her, no?
3: Well, don't forget, maybe a lot of people were, were interested in me back then as well. She was digital or something. No, but <laughs> did he not go and ask her? No? Did, did he no, not ask her? No, no I, think, I mean, the funniest thing was when they when, uh, talked about banana and I say when. Robert Duda took t- invited them out, you know, like for a drink and all that. It was, it was Sarah. He, he was, he fa- he really fancied you know. So I mean, it's like they're all good-looking girls, and the whole world's full of good-looking girls, you know, and, and geeky guys.
0: Yeah. Did you not? do you not fancy saying to John Taylor, like, come on outside, and we'll sort this out." <laughs>
3: Listen, he was so good looking. I would have got off the fucking single, man. Yeah,
2: he, he might not have been after you'd finished. I can imagine. I can imagine.
1: I can imagine that's John Taylor's uh, pickup line all the time. You know, I don't. I don't think he probably gets turned down even to this day very often. I,
3: can you imagine? You know I mean, like you know, I think he was just having a laugh, man. But I mean, I thought it was. I thought it was funny at the time. But I like the story but because it's, it was like you know. it's I mean, sometimes you ask, like you know, like like, you're just in a situation, you're in a band, but you're not, in a, you're not a very, you know, you're with real superstars, you know what I mean, right? You're just in the room, as you call it, you know what I mean? You know, it's like, but you've just got, you've got to be on with it, you know? It's like you're... It allowed
0: you then, this newfound fame allowed you to uh, appear on television. And yeah. I was very interested to see whether it was the Old Grey Whistle Test, yeah. Top of the Pops, was, Still you know? Game, Yes. what well, Tiz was your favourite memory of television
3: I, I think my favourite one has to be Top of pots when they actually used the word number one but the first time I did Top of pots was euphoric as well you know like I mean and, if, and going back to the, to the team thing Brian it's nothing better see if, you, if you're in if you see a beautiful sunset on your own right it's just you that's seen it right but see when I'm Top of Ports with your two best friends you know your, your five best friends that's a shared experience I mean it's like you winning trophies or scoring goals yeah people come and say, well done, you know, I mean, and you've got a whole lot of people saying, you know, it, the shared experience is the thing that makes it, you know, that it's, it's this very little uh, fun and, and, you know, it's like playing golf, right? You had a great shot on your own. <laughs> you know, you turn around, you know, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, like you know, it's, it's not the same. <laughs> I mean, so it's that's the thing I, I like golf too, you know, it's like, again, it's a shared experience, you know.
0: So it definitely wasn't Tiz was.
3: I loved Tiz Voice too. I loved them all, oh, man. I loved But <laughs> My favourite second one was Pop Quiz when, when I was in the team. You know, uh, and Pop Oh, it's Pop Quiz. Pop so Quiz! I loved that. Yeah, and that yeah, was, I loved that favorite, You know, that was a great.
0: Yeah, I was I, older and all I that. i loved to have been
3: on that. It was, yeah, I wish. I wish it was back. Away. I wish it was in the same form. I wish we were still in a band big enough to go on those things. You know. We uh
2: we almost have our version of Pop Quiz, don't we mark now and again that comes on which which well, we'll,
3: which we'll be touching on
2: later in this show uh don't worry yeah, do it for sure have a great
3: podcast. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um well, since the blue bells um you've regularly written and collaborated with some pretty stellar names uh who have you taken the most pleasure out of working with
3: Well, all of them i mean i, I... I did the thing last week at, in Refringe and it was, that was one of the questions that I in the audience with and the guy said, eh, what motivates you what's your favourite songs that you've written? I said, the ones that made the most money, you know. I mean, <laughs> because, I mean, that's all, again, as we go back to what I was saying before, that's how you measure success. I mean, unfortunately, people have to buy it. It's popular music, you know. There's, there's no art and of action. The more people who like it, the better I like it, if that makes any sense. And but uh, people that stand out, obviously people at Texas, because Charlene's such a great a great singer and you know, she in the corner stands out, you know, because that was just a sublime moment when you, when someone sings a song you've written and it just takes it to another another level. That's that's a great the great pleasure of, of, of doing that, you know. But I see sings the songs. All, all the songs I've done are you have to love them. Do you mean it's like I, I, I tell a great quote by uh, Sting. Sting said that uh, someone said it doesn't like one of his songs. It's like saying his wife's ugly. You know, hmm. uh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, because if you don't like my song, it kind of hurts me because I put my heart and soul into it. Do you know what I mean like you know? So it's like that, that's what I, I think. People in, in bands and maybe footballers too. All we really want, since we were really young, is approval. We want. I, I lacked a lot of confidence. I still do, believe it or not. But especially when I was young. So you want people to say, well, you want the constant, you know, uh, approval. You, know, you you want validation all the time. You want someone to say, you're good, you're good. You know, and it and that that's a, a, a that's a real driving force, you know. in and and music pe- people, you know, people in, in music. There's lots of Elton Johns out there. You know, we we guys, you know, not very attractive glasses who. Really want to get on in music. Do you know what I mean? Right, you know, and it does open doors, like like it, with, with girls or partners. You know, it opens doors, like Brian's saying about TV programs. But most importantly, it the boost of your confidence it, it, it is really important. You know, it's like a drug, really. You know, I was just going to say, was
2: that the same Brian as a footballer? Did it open doors for uh, meeting young ladies?
0: Uh, no, no, no idea about that. I wasn't. I would already had a young lady. Oh no, I'm, area, not so I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about you in particular. Oh yeah, I mean of course it does. It's the same thing, yeah. You, I mean I remember being in a in a nightclub bar with gigs was there. And it seemed to be really, really busy until I moved to the to the side and everybody it was just everybody was around Giggsy. It wasn't actually that busy, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, clearly there was a yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was yeah. Well I mean that I, I was approached by a, a famous uh, um uh, interviewer and in, uh, at uh, an opening of um well it's just as an example, get invited to Bill Wyman's sticky fingers restaurant when it opens in Manchester. So we would got invited along. So there you go, that's something I'm but while you're there somebody says to me, can you, come on, you you know Ryan, you play with Ryan, can you get him on Get him on my programme. He keeps refusing to get on. And I was laughing away, going, Well, knowing what the looks like, you're just going to take the piss out of him anyway, you know. So I'm no wonder he's not going to appear on it. No, come on. Please tell him, tell him that if he comes on this the show, I'll get one of the assistants to give him a blowjob. Oh, yeah. And I was like that. Oh, what was <laughs> he I was called? Like, uh, so <laughs> I was thinking, yeah. So I thought, no, no. A poor guy, man. Right. <laughs> well, we never been treated
3: quite like that. But there was, there was moments. There was some moments. man. What that? Yeah, like, yeah. That there is, I mean, there's
0: still, there's still things happening. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm going plain. Drews Glen. Well, I'm not playing. I was on the golf course. I, I got closest to the pen in one sh- one hole. So I've got one hole that's like a an Augusta hole with water in front of it, and I end up putting it five feet from the pin. So as far as I'm concerned, I overachieved, you know. So yes. Um, but it you you're you're getting that chance. You're meeting people. And you're getting a, a free cup of drinks. And then the next day it's game and you've got a free dinner. So I, I, I yeah, yeah, look it's several day. days a year. I'm getting a free night out and sometimes mm-hmm. it's a lovely place. I'm in. And a lot of the times it's some good people who are just telling you nice things. So yeah. just thank you lucky stars. You're not playing
2: yeah. these days because you wouldn't be able to go to those kind of bars and do that kind of thing. I imagine these. Ah, see, I I, to-
0: I'm not sure that would have changed the way I was. I mean, I. I I wanted to be. I, mean, I, I People say to me, "Now, sure, you're the same as yourself, Robert." When you, I say, "Look, I'm not any different. I'm not any better, any worse than anyone else. I just had an extraordinary life or career or hobby." I say it's a hobby because I, I, I feel embarrassed to say that I've done any work, Robert. You know, I just yeah. it's like because yeah, I know on? I did. I know I did some effort into it and I started with a very young age, but. It's, it was so enjoyable and it's still enjoyable when, when you're spending time with people who are telling you. And and I know it's the same with musicians, but I'm a lot better player. I'm a much better player now than I was when I was playing because people tell me all the time.
3: <laughs> That's just, good, man. Are you still so coaching? In
0: my head, does I'm like that? No, no, I, don't, I haven't done any of that for a while now. So
3: you missed, uh, you missed so, it.
0: yeah, no, I I I'd, I'd look at it the other way around. I mean, I look at it from that wee boy who thought about. Being a professional, but being football, playing football, and yeah. being successful as a football player, winning things, and then a post-football, for post-playing career, how long that lasted, to where I am and what I'm doing now, and go, wow, that's incredible. That that would have blown that wee boys' brains out if you'd have if Absolutely. you'd have told them what you were going to be doing, you know. Uh, and I say doing this now, you know, I've <laughs> suddenly said to me i would be sitting down and having a chat with you, and that it's going to be out there for everybody to listen to, depending on how Mark decides to edit it or not you know will <laughs> always be interesting because <laughs> you're to... gonna you will be the interesting part I'll be the dull part you know
2: so... <laughs> talking of talking to getting better with age and making comebacks you you know you had your, your big success that everyone remembers you for yeah. Robert in the in the 80s with, with the Bluebells but you you've kind of revisited that part of your life in more recent years haven't you didn't you uh, you, you yeah, got, got the guys it's, back it's, together
3: like Revival at the moment we, we had they, they brought well it's coming out again they, they brought our album I believe we had one album and then that did really well. So the record company asked us to do another record, which has done really well again. So we've just been lucky. It's been a great little period that yeah. the last few years. Somebody bought somebody yeah. it, looking Brian showing oh. it to the camera. <laughs> Thanks, Brian.
0: Mm-hmm. I so, bought that. No, at the time, not recently. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly you got fan mail. Did you write back to it all? Sometimes, I mean. I did, did you get any weird requests?
3: Not, not, re- not really. I mean, fan mail is funny. Now you've got Twitter, right? So, like, Twitter's a really good thing and a, a bad thing sometimes. Twitter, you get asked to do things all the time, and it's like uh, we do a lot. We do a lot of charity work, but I mean, uh, but you no, there's no way of escaping now it because it's public. You've been asked in public. Do I you mean? So you kind of got you. The expectations are higher. Do you know what I mean? Right? You know, right? you know. I mean, you must get the same thing too. It's it's so funny the way the world's changed. It's the one good thing about getting older is you. It's like you. I, I, you begin to understand nostalgia. now. You begin to understand people saying it, it was better in the old days because it kind of was, right? You know, and and I mean that in 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 the sense that I mean, bullying was just had to happen to your face. Now people get bullied by people they've never even met, do you know what I mean? You know, like, you know, yeah. get abused by people who have never even met, are never going to meet, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think a good, it's a good thing and and a, a, a bad thing. There's, there's there's no real secrets anymore. There's no real, see if you get my drift, you know, if if I'm out and something, you know, like, this, I'm not talking to me, like, you could be out and all of a sudden, next day you wake up and, you know, all over social media, and I'm talking about people who are really yammer at school, you know, getting beaten up. But you know what I mean, or you know, like yeah. there's no escape from that, yeah. you know? I mean, there's, there's it, it's it's a different thing from my day when it's all goose stuff and the gangs, you know. Like I thought it was dangerous, but it's, it's not a patch on today, you know. Well, Brian certainly
2: wouldn't have been able to go to that club with uh, gigsy if social media. Yeah, I mean, just it.
3: imagine that now. You that would just be all over the and all over the internet. Do you know what I mean, you know, that every every single place? There's no. You know, I don't know what. And also, people can make any kind of accusation they want. Then, can't they? You know they can say, "I was there that night." You know, this is what happened. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it didn't happen. But, oh. but, like you know, just that,
0: that's why. That's why a lot of people think I'm homeless now, Robert. <laughs> 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 you just have to. You just have to go on with it. You know, you've because, got a great look. because you look, you've got a great because, look. Well, I mean, that's. By the way, that's that people and I, and 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 they're actually quite funny because there's, there's some people who are, who are. Influenced in a kind of let's well, so say as a positive way, who are, who are quite reticent now to, to ask you for a picture because they've seen this picture that was of, of that went viral of me, right? And Hi. and and they're quite. A, and I said, listen, don't worry, pal. You can. i was quite happy to take a picture because I'm only homeless on a Tuesday. Yeah. This is the rest of the time. I've I've got a house, and they look at you like what? Okay, you only be homeless on Tuesday, you know. So I just use it as part of the thing. People, other people get upset with it. The same way that when you were playing, when I was playing, you just accepted that, that was the way it was. You go a rhino hide and you just accept it, whether that's criticism um, from your, the support, home and away, or the manager, or anyone else involved. You just, that's just the way it was. But it's your, friends and family get more affected by it you know I just say well that's just this is this is happening now I've no control over any of this uh, and um, I wouldn't want to be changing my life to thinking I'm going to stay in all the time you know so I mean it's like that time when I met I like, went to you and Tennant's Bar recently you know so he, like I'm standing at the door and Neil Lennon walks in he goes what, what, what are you doing here you know so I a chat with Neil Lennon and then uh, you come in, don't they? And then I'd say, Oh, it's um, uh, this is I'm on, I'm on the stag. Do. Oh, where, where is he? And all you're away over next week, you're away over speaking to these people. And I didn't realize until, until he was leaving that John Richardson was there. All the other lads in the stag do were applauding people who were leaving. And John had Max, got up to that
3: stag, went Aye,
0: aye. He, John was there, aye. And uh, so and you're just and then all jacking to other people, random people, some people from Manchester were there for a the day out, you know, it's just. Sometimes you just have a very Look, interesting time. You, You've got you
3: to the two guys down to the tennis. You've you got to the guys down, man. Are you, are you guys? Oh, well,
2: guys? this two. Yeah. Well, we've, uh, we've 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 taken, well, Brian's taken us on a few uh, jaunts around the. Uh, well, we've never been to grasslands. the West. No, I've never we've been,
0: been in the East.
3: We've only been East. I'll get you at yeah, the West yeah.
0: End next time, then you'll have a good last. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's like you not we're not sure if we, will have to check, we're not sure we can afford to drink in the West End. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, can, we know we can afford to drink I'll, in the East I'll End. Buy, I'll buy you a drink so I don't worry
2: about. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Man> <laughs> told me the uh, the West End's a bit too posh for me, but... um, <laughs> um it's not alternative. To, I did not know whether Brian had any, uh, any other questions up his sleeve as he...
0: The only one that, that sort to me is, and, and hopefully this is true, that you spent some time in the company of, um, Brian Wilson.
3: Yeah, I wrote a song with and
0: Brian. And yeah. I, I just was wondering if he did like, anything for you, like, mate, you had beans on toast or something like that or no, it was, it was ask, ask, ask you how many sugars you have in your coffee you know that kind of thing I'm not interested in anything great revelation about what. But I just like the idea that these people are normal
3: and people don't understand that they
0: have sometimes have to do normal eh, things
3: not, not in any way was he normal not, and not in the slight <laughs> <laughs> I mean it, it was his two daughters uh, Wendy and, and uh, uh, Harry Carney sorry and um, we're working a song for them and we put it to the dad and he said oh he what?" Dad wants to come down tomorrow and sing on it. So I was over the moon, you know. He came down with his, with his wife at the time in a full nurse's uniform. Him <laughs> in like, kind of like hospital, you call those, like, being kind of overall things that Downed, yeah. you... Down, know, like, An MTV film crew. And then, he, and then he sat there, we must have recorded the song, over eight hours, him singing out of tune, totally ragged, you know. And at the very end, Dave was producing it, said, Bang, I'll give it one more go, right? And he sort of said, is there any food left in the house? And, and Dave goes, no, he's ate it all. And she goes, it's okay, then he's going to get it this day. He did, decide great. Because he had nothing there. He just wanted to stay as long as possible, eat everything in the house, man, you know, and just be, <laughs> all, man. He, oh, man. I mean, it, it was like, uh, it was great. And... and uh, Brian Wilson, my God, it's a fantastic uh, uh, hero of mine, you know. And at the end of it, his daughter goes, uh, he goes, I really love this song. He says, uh, and then I goes, great, thanks. And his daughter goes, "She you give him a credit on it? Because uh, it'll be good having your name on it. I thought, they are absolutely right, you know. So we did, you know. And They're on it, too. year wrote as well, but I uh, Dave, But um, to have your name next to Brian Wilson was a big bonus for me as well, you know.
0: Previously on Life with Brian
3: i said prime minister stop talking and i'm peeing against the wall and there's two old guys behind me and one says to the other the lad doesn't care any better
1: pubic hairs on a cracker a worm sandwich the actually chewed
0: subscribe wherever you get your podcasts
1: what's that i hear you cry in unison from podcast land where's the quiz Well, have no fear. It's time for our usual ill-thought-out opportunity to test the grey matter of Brian and our guest. So, in honour of Bobby, we've called this quiz Young at
3: Hearts.
1: (laughs) And the reason for that is because you have to tell us which of these former Celtic players began their Scottish league careers at heart of Midlothian. Okay, this this really is top-notch stuff, this. Um, The format, as always, is a penalty shootout. Five alternate goes each to determine a winner. And if they did begin their league careers at Tynecastle, you have to say Young. If they didn't play for the Jambos as youngsters, then say Dung, if it's a load of crap. <laughs> have you both got it? Yes. Yeah. Why well,
2: haven't Channel 5 yeah. picked up on these questions
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's see Ken Bruce do, do a good job with this one, eh? Right, so first of all then, Bobby, you get the pleasure of going first. And we're going to start with European Cup winner, Willie Wallace. Young. Well. It's actually done. The Lisbon Lion did play for Hearts before Celtic, but his league career actually began at Stenhouse Muir before moving oh, on to Wraith Rovers.
3: I misunderstood the question. Oh, I it before. Oh, okay, I knew came like, from Hearts,
0: sorry. Do, okay, do, that's you, that's do well. you want to ask him that question again? I'm
3: like, okay, it's okay,
2: it's my, my own fault. I think you should sportingly blaze this one over, Brian. So uh, <laughs> well,
0: I, don't think, I don't think there'd be any necessary <laughs> need for me. I won't know the answer, so it's fine.
2: Right, so Chucky, your first one is central defender Roddy McDonald.
0: Roddy McDonald. <laughs> no, I think he played in the Highlands, dung.
2: Yes, no sportsmanship here. Dung is correct. McDonald played for Celtic first through the seventies, winning a couple of league titles before moving to Hearts in the eighties, and probably gave you a few digs on the pitch on the way.
0: Oh yeah, if, yeah, if they tried to, huh? Eh? <laughs> hmm.
1: Okay, Bobby. Your second one is defender Mike Galloway.
3: So, we'll have to decide whether he played for Hearts first.
1: You have to say if he started his league career. Hearts. It was it, with Hearts.
3: I'm going to see Young again. Yeah. Young. Yes.
1: Ah. Sorry, zero for two. Oh. Uh, he's another one whose league career began in the lower divisions with Berwick Rangers. Uh, he then moved on to do, have spells with uh, Mansfield and Halifax before before Hearts, and then he went on to Celtic in 1989. So, sorry, Bobby, that's zero out of two for now.
2: Chance to make it 2-0 then, Brian. Uh, next up for you is fullback Roy Kay. Roy
0: Kay. Where have you plucked that one from? <laughs> <laughs> well...
2: If I've, I've t- never heard of him. Young. No, well, Dung. Another no, one... it's
1: Young. It's Young. Oh, sorry, Young. Yeah, yeah, sorry.
2: <laughs> I'm, g- I'm going ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah, Young. Real name uh, Robert uh, made over 140 appearances for Hearts before moving to Celtic in 1977 as cover for Danny McGrain. So that kind of...
0: Oh, yeah. He would never have got
1: a game there, would he, if he was cover for Danny, would he? No, he played about four or five times, I think, according to my uh, research. All right, so I think that's all right. You're two behind here, Bobby, so you got to make some ground up. Okay, so yours is goalkeeper Gordon Marshall Senior, born 1939, just to distinguish him from his son of the same name.
3: I'm going to go young again.
1: All right, well, you've got your name on the board at last. He um, is young, you're <laughs> correct. Uh, Gordon made his debut for Hearts, age 17, winning sco- two Scottish titles in the 50s before he moved to Newcastle. From there he moved on to Celtic in 1971, making just one competitive appearance in the European Cup.
2: Got the feeling there's some guesswork going on in, in this one. <laughs> right, I'm gonna make sure I've got the right question this time. Uh Brian, your third one is Chris Chevlain. Never heard of him either. Oh. Dong. Oh, he's opened the door. It's young. Hmm. Chris played over a hundred times at Hearts before a moved to Celtic Park in 1967.
0: Uh, only oh, yeah, 67. Yeah, it was three.
2: Wow. Well, it doesn't matter. Does that, or you know, were you saying that because you weren't born, it didn't happen? Is that what you're saying?
0: <laughs> yeah. Before my time.
2: I, I was born. Before my time, I was born, yeah. Um, I'm trying to I was unlock. born then. Yeah. I, well, you were nodding, Bobby so I <laughs> actually, you'd heard of him. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Made a handful of appearances before moving to Hibbs. Eventually, uh, eventually, ran the Chevlane Bar in Springburn, Glasgow, which is still run by his family. Uh, he sadly, oh. sadly passed away earlier this year, so that's another one to put on the pub crawl list. The uh will sp- put yeah, that on. Yeah, the Chevlain Bar in Springburn.
1: I, I yeah. That one. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we are two one to Brian, and this is your penultimate kick, Bobby. And yours is Davy Russell. I'm going young again. Well, it's worked again. That's two two. It's
3: going straight hey! down. It's going straight down the middle yeah. every time. hoping
2: the keeper yeah. dives out the way.
3: <laughs> exactly. Okay.
1: Right. Well, uh, Davy's backstory is this: he started at Broxburn, but began his Scottish League career at Hearts in eighteen ninety ninety one, uh, the inaugural season of the league, and won the championship with them a few years later. Uh, he moved to Celtic, where he became the first player to win the title with two different clubs. Wow!
2: Amazing. Okay, so what, what what are we on the scores now? Each, two, each. It's two, two. Two, two, it's two two, but two Brian's each, got yeah. one in hand, hasn't he? So yeah. uh your Brian, your fourth kick is Darren Jackson. Dung. Dung with a D. A D. Yep. Correct. Pem. Darren's league career did begin in Edinburgh, but with Meadowbank Thistle. Uh played for Celtic in the late nineties before moving to Hearts.
3: Hart's. Yeah. So he's
1: uh, so he's,
2: he's Calm under Inched pressure the yeah. I okay. can't lose can't
1: You lose, can't yeah. lose No, and again We haven't uh, <laughs> We haven't had the time To write a tiebreak break question but we've got to get there first So Bobby <laughs> you're, you've, got to, you've got to get this To at least force Brian to, uh, to get his final kick So your fifth and final one Is Barney Battles Senior
3: <laughs> Barney Battles Yeah
1: <laughs> Exactly Oh my
3: god I'm going to go young again
1: well, you've put the pressure on. You're right. So um, hey! yeah, he, he, <laughs> he, um he initially played for Bathgate <laughs> before making his league bow with Hearts in eighteen ninety four. Uh he won the league with them before moving to Celtic, doing the same. Um and after two spells with the boys, he died of pneumonia, aged just thirty. Oh my yeah.
2: So it comes down to this, Brian, this to win it. And and would you believe it? What a coincidence, Brian. You're closing the quiz with Barney Battles Jr.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Dung. Oh,
2: yes, never in doubt, Dung. <laughs> the son of the aforementioned Barney Senior. He was born after the death of his father, after who he was named. He was capped for Scotland like his dad and played for Hearts like his dad, but never played for Celtic. So uh, you can't claim credit for that because you obviously guessed. But, uh, just
0: don't, you just don't well, well, I mean, uh, well, uh, why would I know? The history of hearts from Methodian, exactly. you know. He, he didn't play for Celtic, you know. i, I knew about his his dad, of course.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: well, I'll, I'll point you, point you in the direction of the ones that did play for Celtic that you didn't remember, like uh who was it? Um
1: Roy Kay. Roy Kay. Never heard of him.
2: <laughs> Yeah. In your words, never heard of him. But uh poor old Roy. Um so another win for I Hope player. it doesn't
0: listen to this. Well, <laughs> <it does.
1: laughs> he'd be the only one if he did.
2: <laughs> so another victory for McLaren after a bad start to the uh, season. You've, you've you've won a couple recently, haven't you? That have to make these a bit more tricky, I think.
0: Uh, well, well, I've just guessed right.
1: That was tricky I'll <laughs> guess be- I'll i guess guessed Apart from that, one, going to make that more
0: tricky. Well, that was your penalty technique, anyway, wasn't it? Ah, but like that, I, yeah. 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 Maclaire's mailbag.
1: Maclaire's mailbag.
3: Maclaire's
1: mailbag. Amongst the summer holiday postcards home, Matthew's got mail for Brian and Bobby.
2: Okay, uh, forgive me, I haven't read these yet, so we're pulling them fresh out of the, the sack. Uh Ryan Coyle kicks us off with one for you both. If you could change anything about your careers in the past, what would it be? Or are you both still young at heart and you wouldn't want to change a thing? <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Good question. Um What would the change? That's a very good question. What do you think? Yeah, I think I don't think I would have sacked. We sacked a guy in the band, Russell, from the group, one of the founding members. I think I, I would have definitely not sacked him if I could. If I could go back in time, did he? Is that the Bluebells? Yes.
2: So, was he around when you reformed the group, or did he not pick up the phone?
3: He, he, he no, he was. He came on top of, portions of this too. Uh, he lives in Brighton now. So, uh, but he, we, we do we don't. Back then, he was a real big part of the spirit I, I think we missed him afterwards
2: good in the dressing room as they would say <laughs> if it was a football player.
3: just just a lovely guy man just a really really good guy him yeah. was great too but we've got a guy called craig gannon who let, later left us to join the smiths yes he was, he was brilliant too but he's a he's a brilliant guitar player but Russell was one of us we should have done it you know yeah no, fair enough any uh you
2: don't look like a man that has many regrets brian to me <laughs>
0: Uh, well, not only the uh, and I saw a picture again the other day, and I, I did do it afterwards. Is that I wore a war? When you win things, uh, they would throw staffs and hats onto the pitch, and we won the uh, when we won the league cup. Yes, and ninety two. Uh, oh, yeah, I picked up a hat and I put on this. I put a hat on. Uh, and that's a big regret for me because it yeah. looks as if I, I went to school in the grey bus.
2: <laughs> there are pictures of that hat because you're cl- clutching me So
0: I do, I do, I look like, oh, what yeah. am I doing? So I never wore a hat again, I never wore a woolly well, hat again. Like, yeah, like, the
2: picture's there. We got the picture because it's you're clutching. You're clutching if I'm unless I'm mistaken. You're clutching clutching the 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 trophy and you won the man of the match, the Alan Hardacre man of the match as well. I think you got. Yeah, it's not.
0: It's not a great. And from my point of view, it's not a great photograph. But (laughs) if it'd been anybody else, I would've been laughing still to this day. If it'd been someone else, but it's it's me.
2: (laughs) We actually put that picture up on our Instagram a few months ago, and uh, it got a huge amount of uh, love. So obviously well remembered. I I think.
0: That's just that just my impression of what I look like. I was just
2: You deserve look to look happy. happy. You'd won the cup and <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm not
0: sure. Yeah, yeah, I was smiling, yeah. That was, was after like, the game. Me, I'd love to have
2: seen a picture of you about six hours after the game. <laughs> um, I I was worried there when we said about I still had the same hat on. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried <laughs> after the game. I was worried that you would say, um, you regretted doing the George Michael photos. It's, shoot, it's right?
0: actually no, 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 not that. The, yeah, the other day that somebody said That's that to me about that the other day, that picture that picture with that hat and I said oh I don't I was don't like that picture so I didn't really like and I've never worn a hat since and he said have you still got the hat and I'm like are you kidding no no mm-hmm. I just thought you might you might keep things like that and I like, mm-hmm. no
2: no. well you don't know maybe it was in the same box as that uh, well, no, I newspaper. think he was
0: hoping that I still had the hat and he, that I could give it to him I'd send it to him or whatever, you know? oh.
2: the trick is Brian just go and get an old hat on eBay and say uh, yeah there it is you no know?
0: you could find that one haven't you? in particular that's,
2: that style of hat you know? yeah, I reckon it's in that box with all your old uh, copies of the Sunday sport but, uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> there, there was only
0: there would only be well yeah there might be more than one copy but it's the same copy yeah.
2: <laughs> go and have another look in the loft um Okay, uh, next one of the three. Oriel recordings asks, "Can you ask Bobby about the case of mistaken identity involving another well-known Bob who gave him sage advice playing golf in L.A.?" And has Chocky ever been mistaken for a friend or a teammate?
3: I think he's got that one wrong. It's only only person I played golf with at famous in L.A. is Jack Nicholson and uh, Dennis Hoford, don't I think I think he's I, I told a, a mixed-up story with another with Bob Dylan that happened that. Um, golf, Jack Nicholson. Man. I don't know. I so don't you're
2: know. never mistaken for Jack Nicholson, now, just for the record.
3: Mm-hmm. No, Jack Nicholson did say to me, "Never name drop his name." So. No, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, he might. He might be listening, so he better be careful. I've always talked about, you know. what I mean, I never his name drop. Yeah, <laughs> no. It's
0: like it's just like that thing, though. That there was a lad who played golf on Saturdays. The first time he's ever played golf, Robert. Uh, and it's good sense, coincidentally, he's called Robert. He's the first time he's ever played golf. And I'm going, I see what a great story you've got to you just drop it in, you know? Yeah, yeah. My first game of golf was at uh, Druids Glen, you know? People go, What? Your first ever round of golf? Yeah, it was some little, you know, municipal course somewhere in Ireland, you know? I smashed it, you know? I thought that was a brilliant story. Come <laughs> you on, know? how did he play? What did he shoot? Um, he shot a hundred and sixty something because May oh David May and Lee Martin, David May and Lee Martin gave him a hundred and twenty five shots and took the money off him. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize because he, he didn't realize over it. I didn't realize this because he's playing in the same group as me. And, uh, and David may kept saying to him all the time, what, what, that was, a, he was counting them, but David may was counting his shots. Right? He's going, ah, that, that was an eight there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's an eight. And I'm thinking, why is he bothering it? Because it's a team game and we're trying to score stable for the whatever. And then like, yeah, why yeah. is he, why is he counting his strokes, you know, until we were sitting and having a drink, uh, in the, in the clubhouse. And uh, they they want to get a picture taken. And there's two of them, Lee Martin and uh, and David May and Roberts in the middle. They're holding up a fan of, I think it was £100 each that he'd bet. I was like, I know, that's, that's why you were counting his <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: sure.
0: Because <laughs> he asked me, because Roberts said, what do you think it's a good bet? I went, no. I says no, no, no. I'd expect to get about a hundred and fifty, and have been close about hundred and fifty, but they, they, they just they done them, they did them over. Well, two hundred um... quid down. I've been good time.
2: I'd be more disgusted if you hadn't diddled me out of that ten dollars in in uh, Houston. Obviously, <laughs> it's obviously <laughs> drummed into you. Actually, I'll tell players. I'll
0: tell I'll tell Robert that story in the tenant bar because yeah. it's better. You know, he keeps the, yeah. and, you know, just, the just for the record,
2: Robert. He keeps the ten dollars in his wallet. So every time <laughs> every time he sees me, he pulls it out to wind me up. Brian, You ever been mistaken for a teammate or uh, anybody?
0: I, don't know. I, um, again, forgive, <laughs> forgive me if I've told this story. When we were with Scotland, Robert, we used to go to Glen Eagles Hotel to prepare. Yeah. And when Andy Roxburgh was the coach, we would go to Glen Eagles Hotel and it was always a great joy. And it was, we went into the Glen Eagles Hotel and I'm at reception and, um, a Scottish rugby international player came up and started talking to me. John Rutherford, which great player for, for Scotland in the eighties. And he's talking to me, right? And and I've got to realise that he's talking about the game yesterday. Why well, the game yesterday? And you did a good game. You did what about this and what about that? And I've got to realise is that he's no idea that I am not Ali McCoist. <laughs> 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 at which point, at which point, it's just start talking to me about the game, and I'm not saying anything because I think this is this is going to be a good story at some point in my life. I said, just let him keep talking. I didn't say, I didn't say anything, you know, but Coisty, Coisty then disappears at the side of me, you know, kind of, kind of peer, right, Chalky? Okay. And, and he went, he John looked at me, he looked at Koyce, he looked back to me, he went, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <man. laughs> the,
2: que- the question is, would you, have pre- would you have played along with it if he hadn't busted you? You could have... Been- I, know,
0: I, didn't, I didn't say anything, I just kind of... Answer kind of back up to without and it's kind of puzzled that I'm not going into the detail of it because I, I hadn't seen the game, you know. But I, I'm
2: <laughs> just thinking mm-hmm. of, I
0: knew the score was I knew the score now, but I hadn't seen the actual game, you know. So I just let them go. I thought this is if I'd have done this, I'd have been mortified. So I'm just gonna let him keep going. I'm just <laughs> I'm just thinking realizes. I'm just <laughs> I'm thinking the two, I, was in, I was enjoying myself too much though. Guys, I, I, I can't like, believe
2: you didn't you know. see the chance to say to him, Yeah, look, mate, don't tell anyone about this, but I'm thinking of signing for Celtic next season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and I, I think, I think, That's whenever good, I think probably coysty just appeared at the time, I was ready to just yeah. go, you know. So,
2: yeah, I would I'd have been disappointed if he hadn't done that, given half the chance. Um, yeah. Right. We're back from our holidays finally. Um, and Cumbrian Day's back from his holidays as well. Um, and here he is.
1: Question for Chockey. Um... Early in the season, but predictions for the top four in the Premier League and predictions for the top four in the Scottish Premier League.
0: Top four, I assume he's talking about football in yes. the Scottish Premier League, will be Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen and Motherwell. In England, it will be, and not in a particular order, Liverpool, Tottenham, Manchester City and Newcastle.
2: Okay, sitting on the fence.
0: United, there. fifth or sixth.
2: Okay, honesty, fair enough. Can't argue with that. Would you disagree with any of that, Robert?
0: No, I didn't mention Arsenal there, did I? Well, it have to be Arsenal. Who are
2: they going to replace?
0: Arsenal City, Liverpool and Tottenham. Oh, so Newcastle. Oh, Newcastle get Newcastle <laughs> the beat.
2: Okay, well, just take a note of this, Mark. We can we can write down and check. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> any... uh. Any disagreement from you?
3: I think Probably. Brighton will get in the top four. Yeah. 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 It could be. I think they've got they've, I think they've, 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 the, the, the outsiders in this one. I think that, it's funny I, I, I didn't mention U there. I don't think Arsenal are even going to get in the top four either, know. you know? Mm-hmm. Bit more,
0: uh, well, no, I think they will, yeah. Yeah. But, but then we'll see then. We'll, we'll keep those ones and then,
3: yeah.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll go Arsenal versus Brighton for the top four. And there we go. <laughs>
2: okay, no we remind you at the end of the season. And we'll, um,
0: have, uh, we'll have uh,
2: a tanner on it. <laughs> uh, not, not $10. He we'll, we'll,
3: we'll have a fiver. <laughs> <people out. laughs>
2: okay. He doesn't deal in fivers. He doesn't even oh. bend over, he doesn't even bend over to pick them up. $10 <laughs> must be worth about a fiver now, is it? We I've got
0: there. $10, is that?
2: I remember we were in that bar in Glasgow that time and you just pointed at the floor and said, look, there's a fiver there. I ran over and picked it up and I thought, why didn't you pick that up? And then I realised, yeah, you obviously yes, can't so- be bothered to go and pick that up. But...
0: I knew I know how much joy you get out of finding money. So it's like, I, I, I,
2: you, you do. It doesn't matter how much it is. There's just something great about, um, finding money. Well, you, you found, you found money. They opened, didn't you? Yes. Just after you cash
0: the open, the open, Robert was cashless, right? So it was cashless. He found a tenner. He found? he found
2: a tenner on the floor just after Brian left oh. to go back oh. into his, into his VIP tent and, uh, I found a tenner on the floor, found a tenner on the floor, and I thought, well, the first thing to do when you find money is obviously go and buy a drink, but one, the open was that expensive, I don't think a tenner would have covered it, and two, it was cash, uh, it was card only, so I was screwed. I had that tenner in my pocket for a, for about a
3: week. <laughs> the issues open as that? Yeah, as well,
2: yeah. Was it, was oh, yeah. it good? Oh, yeah.
3: It's a bit disappointing in television, I thought. Uh, first, uh, well, uh, it's
0: just I'd never been I'd never been to the open before, Robert. So the experience was fantastic. And I, I, oh, again, I was there was a, I had that uh, opportunity to go and have the good. VIP thing, where I got chastised for taking two bacon. Well, it was a full thing: <laughs> bacon, sausage, egg, yeah. sandwiches out. I thought I was being cute. I had them in a bag of the right pie, and I, but I gave them I gave them to. I gave them to Matthew. Wish it, wish it right outside. There. I should have led them round the corner, you know. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> I wish I'd be there. Yeah. Could have got banned from the VIP. I was only I not seen any golf by then.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can't them. watch it anyway. It's it's too, it's too hard to watch golf like right? You have to watch it in hospitality. Oh
0: watch. no, it was, it was well, we went round. It was great. It was a great to uh, walk around and see yeah. it in different trying to find Matthew when all the bars were called the same thing it was a riot yes. and all, you know.
2: Yeah, we, um, we realised that every bar there was called the Open Arms, so Brian was saying, I'm <laughs> outside the Open Arms, and I was saying, yeah, I'm outside the Open Arms, and we're not, this went on for about an hour, and then we suddenly realised that every bar was called the Open Arms, so. <laughs> yeah,
3: the well, end- there's two
0: by the same hole, would not That was the thing, wasn't yeah. there? Was two by the,
3: yeah, yeah. so by the next time. Take, next time,
2: take me with you guys, I want to go. Absolutely, I'm sure Brian will get you ah, in there right, tent. But, um, yeah,
1: oh, with that, we strike a final chord on this episode and our thanks go to Bobby Bluebell for being with us. Cheers, Bobby.
3: Cheers, Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, what are you up to with the band for the rest of the year? Well, We're playing on Wednesday at a, a charity event uh, and that's just going to play next week another one, Fruit Market, and then we've got two, we're doing streaming. We've got a lot on, a lot on until Christmas, so um, and then we're going to start recording again, so take it from there.
1: Good. Brilliant. Brian, Matthew, thank you both as well.
0: Uh, loved it thanks guys thank you that was been a a great pleasure
3: thanks Robert yes thanks Brian thanks for asking
1: hopefully I'll see you soon thanks for listening folks and don't forget to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Brian Pod. we're back soon with another special guest so come back again soon won't you see you then
3: life
2: with Brian life with Brian talking films or music life with Brian Talking TV and food, life with Brian.
3: Talking trivia and exercise, life with Brian. It's different every episode, life with Brian. Talking politics and football, life with Brian.
2: It's different every episode, life with Brian. Life with Brian.